everyone, it's Janessa. And this is Kathy. And this is the Pathological Podcast. And today we have a story of exorcism. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Before we dive into it, I just want to give a quick thank you to everyone who has listened because we had a goal of hitting 3,000 downloads and we hit it in like two days, like we're, from where we were, we hit it two days um, after I had made a post about it, and now we're almost at 3,100 downloads. So thank you guys for listening and sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. So this is the botched exorcism of Kennedy Ife. And when I heard this story, I like had to reread it like a few times because it, it's just a bizarre story. And then when we get to the end and you find out like what happens to his family and stuff, it's just, it's crazy. Exorcism, right? It's a word that for me reminds me of like the Hollywood depiction of people tied to their bed, you know, um, evil forces like propelling their body into unnatural positions. And then their mouths say words that they would normally never say in languages they don't speak. Then a priest stands over them and reads over the Bible and prays. Like that's what I think of when I think of an exorcism. It definitely conjures the feelings of unease, fear, horror, paranoia things like that while you're watching those types of movies, at least for me. So the story we're going to tell you today was not made up in Hollywood. It is not a story that, you know, is fake. This is the real life story of 26-year-old Kennedy Ife from North London, and it took place in August of 2016. So Kennedy was one of six boys born to Kenneth and Josephine Ife. Described by someone close to the family as charismatic Christians, the Ifes were a deeply religious family. They were a wealthy family who lived in a mansion in an upscale London neighborhood. One morning, Kennedy started acting strange and became quite aggressive after complaining about a pain in his throat. He reportedly acted out and he even bit his father. He threatened to cut off his own penis and some reports state he threatened to rape a woman. Everything I read was like this family was extremely Christian. Like any free time they had, it was going to church classes and stuff. So for him to start acting like this completely threw a bunch of red flags towards his family was totally uncharacteristic for him. He even complained of a snake-like creature inside of him. He told his father that he did not want to go to church anymore. That obviously worried the family. So they decided the best course of action would be to restrain him to a bed until he calmed down. As one naturally does. As one naturally first assumes you do. Let's just chain them to a bed. His parents then suggested that he go for a walk with two of his older brothers. The brothers said that during the walk, Kennedy became irate again and began shouting obscenities and tried to fight both of his brothers, including attempting to headbutt one of them. The brothers forced Kennedy back into their home, and that is when the family chose to restrain Kennedy. Kennedy? That is when the family chose to restrain Kennedy forcibly to the bed with cable ties. So Kenneth, the father of the family, believed that an exorcism was the only thing that was needed. The family then attempted to cure Kennedy through restraint and prayer over the next three days. The family fully believed that a demon was inside of the man, that it was something not from this world, and that it was trying to kill Kennedy from the inside out. The brothers responsible for restraining Kennedy, according to some reports, like I mentioned before, he was one of six boys, so there's a lot of men in this family, And some reports that I uh, saw said that as many as three of the brothers participated in restraining Kennedy to the bed. And they said it was absolutely necessary that Kennedy was capable of harming himself and his family. 
So for the next three days, Kennedy would be chained to the bed while the family performed what they thought were rituals, rituals to rid Kennedy of the evilness inside of him. It is not stated whether he was allowed water or food. However, he was dehydrated by the third day. It was on that third day that one of Kennedy's brothers would finally call emergency services. So again, just to recap, this poor man is chained to a bed. They're not allowing him to get up to use the restroom. I'm going to assume that they're not offering him food or water because he can't feed himself or like he could probably sit up and take a drink. But if you're that terrified, are you going to get close enough to give him food or water to like right to his mouth? Probably not. Right. I mean, if he's restricted, though. Yeah, but what, I'd be afraid, like, what if he tried to bite your fingers or something? I'm just trying to think from their perspective of the likelihood that they would have fed him. Bet. Just kidding. <laughs> Bet. Paramedics who arrived at the house were told that Kennedy had been behaving, quote, abnormally over three days, but the family made no mention to them that they thought their son and brother was possessed. They were told that Kennedy began experiencing breathing difficulties and was complaining of dehydration before his death. They attempted to lower Kennedy's body temperature and resuscitate him, but it was too late. The ambulance staff called the police when they saw the family carry out an, a, quote, attempted resurrection over Kennedy's body. They heard his brother Colin say, quote, Kennedy, I command you to, to rise in the name of Jesus. Colin told police his brother had become aggressive and spoke of the mark of the beast and asked for God to forgive him. His mother, Josephine, told police her son had been fighting amongst himself. Before Kennedy's death, family says it had turned to religious figures to help. Um, a minister at the Jesus Sanctuary Ministries was called by Mrs. Ife and her son, Colin. The mother told the minister that her son had refused to see a general practitioner and asked if he would pray over her son. A search of their home would uncover a note on Miss Ife's bedside about the bewitching of offspring. It read, quote, if you feel your son is under a spell, pick up earth and throw it to the north, south, east, and west for four days. After, after there will be an encounter. Officers retrieved a bag containing black handcuffs, cable ties, and wristbands that appeared to have been thrown in a neighboring garden. The Ife family actually ended up going to trial over this. The prosecution claimed Kennedy was restrained for 67 hours and treated like an animal or detainee. They wanted to charge the family with manslaughter, false imprisonment, and causing or allowing the death of a vulnerable adult. They also claimed that the presence of multiple packets of cable ties revealed that the family intended to keep Kennedy confined to the bed longer had he not passed away. The court heard a post-mortem examination revealed more than 60 injuries on Mr. Ife's body, including a possible bite mark. A pathologist concluded a number of them were consistent with forceful restraint, while Kennedy's father and the four brothers also had minor injuries. Kenneth told the jurors that uh, during the trial that he ordered his sons to take shifts and gave them permission to use overwhelming force to restrain him but insisted that he was not associated with cults, occults, or any kind of secret society, and that those things did not play any role in the death of who he called his favorite son. Brother Roy told jurors he did not consider calling for professional help because it was a domestic issue, he said. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, he told jurors that Kennedy was suffering from a, quote, manifestation of a lack of sleep, and he never thought it was life-threatening. Four days later, after extensive jury deliberation, all seven IFE members were cleared of charges on March 14th, 2019. So crazy. So crazy. 
Yeah, when you look at the pictures of the family too, like they're not who you expect to be over religious zealots or anything like that. Like they just look like regular people, which is always surprising to me. I don't know why. <laughs> this is a tough one because I mean, I know people's religious beliefs are there like ingrained into their core, but I feel like the obvious solution was this man was having some sort of a mental episode and they should have got him some sort of medical help as opposed to thinking he was possessed. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the 21st century, so we have technology. <laughs> right? Like, sorry if you want to believe one thing, but science doesn't care what you believe. <laughs> like, it provides evidence and facts. Even just like a Google search, which I'm not saying that, you know, you can't be possessed by demons because I believe in that too. Right. But like, they should have seeked medically professional help before being like, oh yeah, he's possessed. Right. Or even like, even if, which again, I'm not, I'm not saying that they chose the right course of action at all, but even if they had decided to try to pray over him and try all of that, like the first 24 hours after that, when there's no improvement, like you need to involve other people. Yeah. Contact the Catholic church or something. Right. Like, well, even then I'm sure like those type of priests would have probably gotten help. I don't know. I don't know anything about the type of religion that these people were a part of, but Still bizarre to me that they got off. Also, <laughs> how would you feel if you were the other sons and your dad was like, yeah, he was my favorite son. Like, be like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, feel fair. Yeah. So that is the story of the botched exorcism of Kennedy Ife. Yeah. Make sure you guys follow us on our social media pages. Um, Pathological Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, send us a message at pathologicalpodcast at gmail.com if there is a case or story you would like us to cover. That will do it. Then we will catch you guys on the next episode. Okay, bye. Bye.